0: The Life of a Franciscan, Part 1, Chapter 12, Obedience, Spiritual Direction. Drawing on our Franciscan tradition, we begin with a reading from Little Flowers. Francis seeks direction from St. Clair and Brother Sylvester, whether to be a preacher or a hermit. The humble servant of Christ, St. Francis, a short time after his conversion, having already gathered and received many companions into the order, was greatly preoccupied and in serious doubt about what he ought to do, whether to dedicate himself solely to prayer or sometimes to preach, and he greatly desired to know the will of God about this. Since the holy humility in him did not allow him to rely on himself or his own prayers, he decided to seek the divine will with the prayers of others. So he called Brother Maceo and said to him, Go to Sister Clare and tell her for me that she, with some of her more spiritual companions, should devoutly pray to God that he be pleased to show me what is better, to dedicate myself to preaching or only to prayer. Then go to Brother Sylvester and tell him the same. Now, in this world, this man had been Sir Sylvester, the one who had seen coming out of the mouth of St. Francis a golden cross as tall as the sky and as wide as the ends of the earth. And this brother Sylvester was a man of so much devotion and holiness that whatever he asked and begged of God was granted, and he often spoke with God, and therefore St. Francis had great devotion toward him. Brother Maceo went, and following the command of St. Francis, delivered the message first to St. Clair, then to Brother Sylvester. And he, as soon as he received the message, knelt down in prayer, and as he prayed, he received God's answer. He turned to Brother Maceo and said, God says this, Tell Brother Francis that God did not call him to this state only for himself, but to bear fruit, the fruit of souls, that through him many may be saved. On receiving this response, Brother Masseo returned to St. Clair to learn what she had received from God, and she replied that she and the other companions had received from God, and they got the same response that Brother Sylvester had received. At that, Brother Masseo returned to St. Francis, and St. Francis received him with the greatest charity— washing his feet and preparing him something to eat. After the meal, St. Francis called Brother Masseo into the forest and there knelt down in front of him and pulled back his capuche, making a cross with his arms, and asked him, What does my Lord Jesus Christ command me to do? Brother Maceo replied, Christ answered both Brother Sylvester and Sister Claire with his sisters, and revealed that it is his will that you go through the world to preach because he has not chosen you only for yourself, but rather for the salvation of others. Then St. Francis, having heard this answer and knowing Christ's will by it, got up with great fervor and said, Let's go in the name of God. And he took his companions, Brother Maceo and Brother Angelo, both holy men, from Little Flowers, pages 591 and 592. Why do we need a spiritual director? Directors are for those of us who hunger for more on the spiritual journey than can be outlined in commandments and dogma. Perhaps Moses, coming down from seeing the burning bush in Exodus 3, could have used a director, as could have Peter after he saw his disquieting kill-and-eat vision in Acts 10. Like Moses and Peter, we are weak, we are human, we fail, we try again, and we are part of a society that doesn't always share our Christian values. To maintain our Christian values, to accept a demanding Christian discipline, to love God and our neighbors heartily, we need a support, friend, and perspective restorer, in short, a guide. Spiritual direction involves our whole life. It is not merely instruction in the prayer life. Our spiritual directors are concerned about our relationships— with each other, in our families, in our communities, and especially in our relationship with God as manifested in prayer and action. A spiritual director helps us see ourselves as God sees us, with our potential or strengths and weaknesses, and to see the world and our brothers and sisters as God sees them with physical and spiritual needs. In the words of Thomas Merton, A spiritual guide worth his or her salt will conduct a ruthless campaign against all forms of delusion rising out of spiritual ambition and self complacency, which aim to establish the ego in spiritual glory. Merton, page 77. How can we find a spiritual director? For a director, choose someone you can meet with in person or via Zoom and who can be objective about you. Choose someone whose suggestions you will seriously consider when they conflict with your own. Remember, there are many thoughtful and devout laymen and women who can and do serve as spiritual directors. They do not have to be clergy. Your director needs to know what you are trying to do and what spiritual tools you bring to the task. He or she also needs to know your life situation, the demands made on you, and your responsibilities. A spiritual director is a support and companion on the way, an attentive listener and a sounding board, sometimes a catalyst speeding or slowing reactions helping to transform us into the person god intends us to be a companion through the dry periods of our spiritual journey a spiritual director is sometimes a guide directing us through the fog of our emotions a depression or our clouded vision a spiritual director is sometimes a touchstone testing our motivations or intentions, and, sometimes, a calming force, restoring us to balance when personal problems or simply the madness of a materialistic world have upset our equilibrium. To find a director, you might ask for recommendations from others, such as members of your fellowship, parish clergy, or diocesan staff. TSSF also maintains a list of professed members who offer spiritual direction. The list is available on the tssf.org website. You may also check the Spiritual Directors International Directory at www.sdiworld.org. In choosing a spiritual director, remember that he or she must understand your commitment to a radical Christianity in the Franciscan way, a life of disciplined prayer, study, and work that is productive of humility, love, and joy. A spiritual director must be a listener and responder, able to hear within the words that are said. He or she must have both theoretical and practical knowledge of prayer, must be concerned about the welfare of all God's creatures and your response to their needs, and they should also be under spiritual direction themselves. Do not choose a spiritual director who is a member of your local TSSF fellowship, since it is hard to be objective about our close brothers and sisters. Do not choose a spiritual director who is your parish rector, since, again, there are too many cross-relationships to remain objective. Do not choose a spiritual director who considers prayer to be one of his or her least pressing duties, or one who believes Christianity to be entirely spiritual or otherworldly, or one who believes Christianity to be entirely a matter of morals and humanitarianism. Do not choose a spiritual director who tries to place you in a preconceived category or who cannot communicate with you or you with him or her. And do not choose a spiritual director who encourages dependence on their authority or judgment rather than guiding you into the maturity of freedom in Christ. Now that you have a director, how often should you meet? The frequency of meeting with your spiritual director depends on your individual circumstances. If you are in formation, you should plan to see your director monthly. The same is true if you're in a particularly fruitful growth period or under particular stress, once launched with your rule or at times of smooth sailing, quarterly meetings may be sufficient. When you seem to be dragging your feet about meeting with your spiritual director, it can be a symptom of being spiritually stalled in a dry period or of avoiding something. Perhaps you're having difficulty with a challenge your director has given you or something you've been asked to examine within yourself that you're not ready to address. If this is the case, discuss it with your director. Having trouble getting yourself to see your spiritual director could also mean that your current director is not compatible and you may need to look for a new one. Whatever the reason, such reluctance to meet with your director should be examined carefully. To maintain an open and healthy relationship with a spiritual director, a preliminary stated trial period is a good idea, as is the occasional, so how do we think we're doing, conversation. We conclude this chapter with two sets of questions for your reflection. The first set of questions. How do you see your relationship with your spiritual director? What is positive about the relationship? What is missing? And the second set? Describe a situation in which you have gained insight from spiritual direction. What is an example of something a spiritual director has helped you understand that prayer or study alone did not fully illuminate.